podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again. Welcome to the Hamden Roar podcast, a little look ahead to the friendly against Turkey on Wednesday, a bit strange these days to have a friendly with nothing riding on a potential win, loss or draw for Scotland. It's a warm welcome back for Gordon Shear from the Tartan Scarf, a new dad. Gordon, congratulations from myself and all the listeners. How are you getting on? Thank you, Andy. Yes, officially a Tartan Army da now, so you can expect <laughs> my opinions to get absolutely more honking as we uh, <laughs> as the days and weeks progress. Um, but no, look, all good, all good. Um, I'm sleeping all right. Uh, my wife, maybe less so. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, life is good, man. Life is good. A yeah, new beginning well, for us and a new beginning for the Scotland team. Yeah, well, let's uh, get stuck into this squad then because we did a podcast uh, at some point last week, I think it was, myself and Alan Risk, had a chat about why this squad might be a good opportunity to test out, if not with actual game time, but maybe in the squad and training for an opportunity for Steve Clark to test out some some fringe players. Um, we should probably know by now that that's not the way he operates, and indeed the squad pretty much confirms that. Only the one new name in there um, and Calvin Ramsey who made his Liverpool debut in the Champions League against Napoli and then did well from the start against Derby in the League Cup last week so Calvin Ramsey um, in the squad maybe he'll see some game time especially with Aaron Hickey and Tony Ralston unavailable um, through injury and through club management decision making and priorities which we'll come to as well so, uh, yeah, Calvin Ramsey, we'll start off with him, given that he's the fresh face and the new bloods in the squad, Gordon. It was a matter of time until Ramsey was involved in the squad. Did you expect it to come this soon, though? Um, I think I, th- I think as, as soon as you started seeing him being involved in Liverpool, uh, obviously being part of the first team, you know, that was, that's really important, the fact that he's training with the first team every day. Obviously, he went down to Liverpool in the summer carrying an injury, so it's taken a wee while for him to get up to speed with the team. But as soon as you saw him training with the first team, you're thinking, right, he's 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 on the radar here. And then as soon as he managed to make that breakthrough, getting his debut in the Champions League, and then, like you said, uh, starting in the, the League Cup, it, it makes absolute perfect sense in a game like this, given that, you know, this is still the last opportunity to see players in camp, in training, uh, and in match before the Euro 2024 qualifiers start in March, which, you know, they're, they're, they still feel like a long way away. So I think... This friendly, as much as it's a, it's an interesting time to have one. I think it's an interesting one just to keep the group tiding, ticking over into March. Because obviously, as much as we kick off with what will hopefully be a winnable game against Cyprus in the Euros qualifying, you know, we need we need to make sure that we're on it from day one. Because we've seen in previous campaigns how important it is to get off to a good start in this group. So yeah, I'm I'm delighted to see Calvin Ramsey in, like you said, especially with Aaron Hickey out. It can now be. Patterson and uh, and Ramsey potentially sharing forty five minutes each on Wednesday night. Um, I'd be I'd be well up for that. Well, the squad 
looks familiar. The names that you're thinking of are all pretty much there. The ones that aren't um, are three of the Celtic boys, Greg Taylor, uh, Anthony Ralston and David Turnbull, uh, all prevented from going by Ange Postcoglu because it's not a designated international break for Scotland. Um, and Celtic are off to Australia. Yeah, and he'd, he'd rather the, the players went there. Obviously, included in that bracket kind of is Callum McGregor, who is a Celtic player but injured, so he wouldn't have been involved anyway. But I suppose if he was fit, he would fall into the same bracket. Um, with uh, Ange Postecoglou saying, no, you have club duties in the here and now uh, and Scotland can take a back seat. I've never experienced um, this before, Gordon, from the outside anyway, seeing a club manager get in the way of players heading to international duty. Um, how, how do you feel about it? Because I, I, I think that recently we've started to understand the more complicated relationship between international and club managers when it comes to assets and players, but this is the first time I've seen it put into practice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think really you, you have to say that I think the the general relationship between Steve Clark, the Scotland setup, and the club teams has actually been pretty seamless through, throughout Steve Clark's time in charge. You know, we've we've been fortunate that we've had very, very few, very few call-offs, very few players pulling out of squads. So we've not really had many issues at all. I think the issue with this one is that, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that this isn't, it's it's it is an international break, but it isn't an international break. Like it's not like a fully fledged date in the international calendar for something like that. So I think I think there's there's more wiggle room there in terms of the clubs choosing whether or not to release their players, um, because obviously as of this 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 weekend, this weekend is is the last club fixtures before the World Cup. So the World Cup is now on. The clubs club football is shut down. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I don't see this as an issue. To be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna get hit up about it. I mean, we know exactly what we get out of these Celtic players. They've been fantastic for Scotland. They play more games than anybody in domestic football. So, the fact that we're gonna be without them for a friendly, I have no issue with that. And I'm sure we're gonna come on to some of the players that have a great opportunity now to come in and really impress guys like Calvin Ramsey, guys like Lewis Ferguson in midfield. So. I'm not. I'm. I'm not getting too animated about missing out on these Celtic players at all. There's one though that I do feel this is a missed opportunity. Greg Taylor has shown that he can be a valuable understudy for Robertson and Ortiz, depending on system shape and and style. And Tony Ralston is the same on the right hand side. He's blossomed and is now a valuable member uh, of the Scotland squad, whether he's starting on the bench or not, or not even stripped. Because I think that with Patterson and Hickey on that side as well, we have good options. But we haven't seen much of David Turnbull in a Scotland shirt. Um, he's been in squads a fair amount, but since the Euros, he's played four times for Scotland, five minutes against Denmark, five minutes against Moldova, one minute against Moldova, and 25 minutes against Armenia. This would be the perfect opportunity to give David Turnbull a go from the start against Turkey uh, and say to him, go and prove what you can do in a Scotland shirt in midfield. Maybe give him and Lewis Ferguson, 45 minutes each, much like the example you were using at right back a second goal for Patterson and Ramsey. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think I think Turnbull is certainly one of those players that we have we certainly haven't seen enough of in Scotland colours. Like obviously, you see a lot of him playing for Celtic, and he is he's a phenomenally impressive player. He can score, he can bring that drive from midfield. So I think 
there will certainly be a place for him in Scotland squads in in the future. You know, I always think you know, like like we're saying, we're we're now at the sort of start of a new cycle, looking ahead to the Euros in twenty twenty four. You have to be thinking about squads based on who's going to be playing in that major finals. Who, what is the squad that we can build that can build and build and grow in confidence together? To succeed at that finals and you know david turnbull's 23 years old so he should he will absolutely be in that conversation this would have been a great opportunity for him but it's unfortunate it's not worked out for him this time but yeah the, i think the door will always be open for him to come back in the team um in in, in, in future camps for sure a couple of the names that were mentioned quite a lot by myself and alan during the, the squad preview podcast were Henderson, uh, Liam Henderson, the boys out in MLS, and a couple of English Championship players, mainly Dominic Hyam, Liam Lindsay, and Alan Campbell as well. None of them have made it. Would you have expected any of them to have been in, Gordon? I think that we know Clark's thoughts uh, on the MLS in general. Liam Henderson doesn't seem to be uh, towards the front of the waiting queue anyway, and the English Championship boys, uh, I think, have Premier League contenders really to deal with um, but the only thing I would say about that is D- Dominic Hyam and Alan Campbell um, particularly are are flying and have been for, for some time uh, and if you look at the, the players in the squad that we've called up I'm not, I'm not sure that um, there are any in there um, that okay they, they have shown they can perform for Scotland I would say for example Ryan Porteous against Ukraine was excellent uh, Kenny McLean has has done a job for Scotland a number of times. Ryan Jack's been injured recently for Rangers. That's that's where I thought the issues. I thought the issue with Jack would lead to a call up for Campbell, for example. But uh, Jack's made the squad. Um, but uh, are, are you surprised that any of those names um, mentioned, the more prominent ones from the pre-squad podcast, haven't made it? And Henderson, uh, Alan Campbell, or Hyam, maybe even Liam Lindsay. Um, I have to say, I'm probably not surprised. I mean, I think, I think, look, Steve Clark's been at the job, you know, going on three years now. Um, so, you know, it's more, it's more, it's more than three years now, isn't it? Um, uh-huh. we've, 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 we've seen enough squads be announced from him to know that he doesn't shuffle the deck. Often, he doesn't make wholesale changes, um, and he does tend to introduce new players very, very, very gradually into squads. So, like, th- there is. A continual rev- revolu- evolution in 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 his squad. I mean, you look at you look at the team. I mean, I was reminiscing uh, yesterday. It was because obviously it was exactly two years since that night in Serbia. And you look back at the squad that we had then, and you see some of the players that were not just in the squad, but they were on the pitch in that game. Guys like Lee Griffiths, guys like Ollie McBurney, Callum Patterson, Declan Gallagher, who are now nowhere near the Scotland squad. So it shows you how much the squad has changed, but it changes very, very slowly. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not massively surprised that uh, that those players mentioned haven't made the cut, especially when you consider that in some of those positions, like with Lewis Ferguson, you've got a guy who's probably playing at a higher level um, in terms of the, the, the team he's playing for, the league he's playing in, than guys playing in the English Championship. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not not massively surprised we haven't seen loads of new faces in this squad. Let's have a chat about Lewis Ferguson then because I think there's a fair bit of excitement around him now. Just the the four caps so far, hasn't really had the opportunity to go and grab a game with the scruff of the neck for Scotland yet. Is this the perfect time to give him a go from the start over in Turkey, Gordon? Let's have a a look at the other midfielders 
depending on how Clark might want to play, um, because the two left backs are in the squad. So I don't know if that means maybe Clark will go back to the three four two one or the three four three, um, which might mean that it could be any number in, in midfield. I suppose you've got Gilmore, McTominay, Ferguson, Jack, McLean, McGinn's even played further back for Scotland now and again. Um, but would you like to see Ferguson given a bit of responsibility here? Yeah, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. I would. Um, you know, he is—he's he, a guy who's—he's—he—he he, he, he took a took a wee while to get going in Italy. You know, again, you know, made made a really big move this summer. Obviously, following the same path that Aaron Hickey took previously, and I believe that you know, the, I, th- I think it was the the they they had a manager change not long after he joined. So. And then he wasn't wasn't playing, and you were thinking, God, how is how's this going to work out for him? But as soon as he's had his chance, he's massively taken it, and you see the kind of the the the, the goals he's scoring right now. You know, he's got he's got three goals in his last five games he for Bologna. Yesterday, yes, an absolute belter, just just caressed it from the corner of the box into the far top corner. So. Why not? You know, again, like like I said before, this this right now is about looking ahead to who's going to play for us at Euro twenty twenty four in Germany. Lewis Ferguson, twenty three years old, playing in the top flight in Italy. This is a perfect opportunity. You know, this is only Clark's fifth friendly that he's had in the space of three and a half years. So, and again, I like the fact that this is this is a friendly. Like Turkey are a very evenly matched side against us. You know, they've 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 just got promotion out of. Uh, uh, out of League C into League B in Nations League, um, they finished second in the World Cup qualifying group. They're pretty much right next to us in terms of World Cup uh, in terms of FIFA ranking. Like they, they had a fairly a, a slump, but they seem to be powering back out of that. So, I think this is a perfect opportunity against a good opposition to give a guy like Lewis Ferguson a run from the start. Um, and yeah, like you said, just just see see what you can do, see how he fits. Absolutely, why not? It's a it's a no risk situation in this game. Yeah, the uh, the setup's going to be interesting because we absolutely uh, slipped seamlessly back into the four-at-the-back formation-type setup in the September games when Andy Robertson was injured. He and Tierney are both fit now. Um, do you reckon that we'll go back to trying to fit them both in or that Clark will stick with what worked in September? Well, this is it. This, this, this is absolutely the biggest talking point coming into coming into these games, you know, because as, as, as we've discussed on this podcast, as many people have said, you know, when we've played the three at the back system, we've always, the call has always been what's plan B, what's the alternative. We created that plan to fit Tierney and Robertson into the same team. And when they weren't available, we moved to a four and we played some fantastic football. We got some incredible results, you know, that three nil win against Ukraine at Hamden was, was sensational, you know, and then the win against Ireland and then the, the absolute gutsy display to get that nil-nil draw uh, against Ukraine in, in in Poland. So that will be the most fascinating aspect of this of this game on Wednesday, and it'll potentially give us the most insight into what Clark's thinking is looking ahead to March and the start of the 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 qualifiers. I mean, I would I would certainly like us to stick with the four. You know, I'm always a, I'm always of the mindset of if it's not broke, don't fix it. So we've shown that new way of playing, and it will just be interesting how they line up. I mean, Tierney's obviously not been playing so much for Arsenal recently. Robertson's been playing every game. So will he just choose one over the other? I, I don't know, but that, I'm very, very, very Andy Robertson will have played left back of a four for Scotland. 
Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, possibly. That's not to suggest he wouldn't be able to do it, but it's uh, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I mean, of the, the time, I mean, I would imagine that that would be going all the way back to back to McClure. Clark's, Clark's first games, it probably would be the end of the qualifiers for end, you know, end of end, 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 end of the year 2020 qualifiers. Yeah, we, we played four of the back, Cyprus, against, Kazakhstan. Yeah, right. We're basically playing like variations Taylor, on a 4 3 3. Taylor, Taylor played away to Cyprus, uh, because he yeah. said he assisted John McGinn's goal and then. I'm pretty sure Robertson didn't play the Kazakhstan game. Robertson didn't play against Kazakhstan either, did he? And he probably wouldn't have played against... Did he play against San Marino at home or did someone else get an opportunity? Either way, Uh, it's it's going to be... It's a long time ago. Yeah, at least least (laughs) two years since he played uh, left back of a four for for Scotland. Yeah. I think the the Russia Russia game away, maybe, that might even have been it. And the the 4-0 game. Anyway... Yeah, um, so massively interesting to see how Clark decides to prioritise the two of them uh, because I think it was Tierney that played left back against Ukraine, wasn't it? In the three 0 game. Yes, it was, but then yeah. but then he went off injured. Yeah, Taylor, t- Taylor played that in the international break as well. So anyway, we have options at the left, um, yeah. and I, I wonder how he'll do that. If he'll go back to three four three or the system that works and pick either one of Tierney or Robertson I know it's a debate that tires you Gordon but it's never going to go away when we have uh, <laughs> question marks over what is the best way forward because I still don't know if we found if we found that um, the 3-4-3 was, was good or 3-4-2-1 you know what I mean, it was good for stages and could still be but mm-hmm. we saw how much more cohesive we looked in a 4 in the September games there uh, I wonder if that is just um, opened a few eyes to one or the other rather than both. Um, let's talk about the centre half. So there's no Liam Cooper. Um, he's fit though. He is. He is. He's fit. He's back. Back playing for Leeds. Although I think he's not played many games since coming back from injury. So maybe that's just a kind of precautionary thing. So if it's not broke, don't fix it. Is your approach, Gordon? So a start mm. for Ryan Porteous alongside Jack Kendry or Scott McKenna or maybe even Grant Hanley. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I thought obviously Port Porteous had a fantastic game against Ukraine away. Um, and yeah, I like, I like Scott McKenna. Um, absolutely. I like. I also like what 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 Jack Hendry brings. Um, and then hopefully, hopefully on the right of that, we'll see we'll see Nathan Patterson come back. And it's been great. It's been great to see him. He obviously got injured at a bad time for Everton, but he's come back in and gone straight straight back into the first team. So he's he's certainly established his first choice right back for for Everton. Um, and yeah, I'd love, love to see 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 more from him. I don't th- I don't think Ryan Porteous will start. I, I've I'd have not, I'd have nothing against it because even though I've had a bit of a laugh at his expense domestically uh, on this podcast before, he did superbly well against Ukraine, um, and I I think that that could be enough or may well be enough to warrant his place in the starting lineup again. Looking at the the team though. I think it will be Hanley plus probably Hendry. I think it'll be, if if we do the four anyway. I think it'll be Hanley mm. on the left and Hendry on the right. I would I think it, that's probably the way that it would go uh, with McKenna and Porteous as options from uh, from the bench. Maybe he'll play Hanley on the right and uh, McKenna on the left so that you've got the right and left footer balancing it out. Either way, um, not too too bothered. Um, we have. We did have Declan Gallagher in the squad recently. We had Stephen Kingsley in the squad recently. Uh, we had Craig Halkett in the squad uh, earlier this year. Apart from that, it's just Suter, 
uh, who's injured and Liam Cooper who's not involved. So I think that's again, I think that's part of the reason why we thought you know what, maybe this might be a good opportunity to try out some of the guys who are doing well in the English Championship, i.e. Mm. Uh, especially Dominic Hyam, who is starting every week for Blackburn. I know they got pumped off Burnley today, but they're sitting up there at the top of the league and, and doing well. And if, as you say, this is the last chance to have a look at guys in the training camp before the uh, the kickoff sort of the qualifiers in March. So I'm surprised that, that he's the one that's not in, to be honest. But no big deal. Um, I think it will be, uh, we've, got, we've got decent options at the back, Anyway, uh, heading in an attacking sense, one name that I'd like to see a lot more from, and it's through no fault of his own uh, in this international break, Gordon's Jacob Brown. Um, yes, I, I, absolutely, I would. Um, again, he's 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 another guy. You know, similar to what we're saying about Lewis Ferguson earlier. You know, he's he's amassed five caps, but probably not many more minutes than that uh, in those. In, the, in those five caps, um, but good age, um, seems to be a decent direct runner, seems to be able to play off somebody. So, you know, you know, if we had Shea Adams with with Brown, say Brown and McGinn playing off him, I'd be I'd be very intrigued to see that work. Um, because again, you look you you look at the the other guys, the other options there, and like Fraser, Dykes, Christie, we've seen so much from them. We know exactly what we can get out of those players. So. Yeah, I, I think again, it's it's a good low risk opportunity to to bring a guy like that in and and, and see what he can do from the start. Yeah, Brown. The more the most minutes he's played was half an hour against Ireland in the three 0 game away uh, from home in the summer. Apart from that, it's five minutes against Moldova, one minute against Poland, two minutes against Armenia, sixteen minutes against Armenia. So uh, he was probably going to feature a wee bit in the friendlies at the, uh, in the games at the start of the season, but he pulled out with a thigh problem. Uh, fit again. Let me just see how he's doing for uh, Stoke this season. If you allow me just a second while the stats load up. So nowhere near as prolific this season as he was last year. Um, bear in mind he did miss a chunk of the season with that thigh problem, but he's only scored two league goals um, for Stoke this term. Uh, I think he had double figures goals and assists last season for Stoke, which is why we wanted to see more of him. Maybe this will be the time. Uh, Shea Adams, uh, new manager at Southampton, now scored at the weekend against Liverpool. So I'm sure he'll probably lead the line, him or Dykes, with a couple of players off them. And yeah, I'm absolutely um, on board with Jacob Brown being one of them because this is a friendly, ultimately, and it's the last chance to get a look at players before the, the qualifiers start in March. And we haven't really been able to have a good look at Jacob Brown. And there's Steve Clark by that token. So... I don't see why not. I can't think of a reason why not to play Jacob Brown from the start, Gordon. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, th- I, th- I think as well another another player I'd like to see in from the start is Billy Gilmore. Um, obviously he's 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 had a difficult time of it recently. Obviously, I thought you know the move from Chelsea to Brighton in the summer seemed to make absolute perfect sense, but then a week or two later, the manager that brings him in moves the other direction and Potter went to Chelsea so that's always going to be a difficult position when you're a new player in a new club when the manager that signed you suddenly leaves um, and he struggled for minutes I think he's only played he's only got 13 minutes so far in the Premier League um, he did start uh, midweek in the, in the League Cup got an assist in a win against Arsenal but I think again he's he's a guy that it'd be good to use this opportunity and use this match as a chance just to you know bring him back in and show him he's loved and 
just hopefully give him a bit of a morale boost by getting a, getting a game for Scotland, getting a good game for Scotland, um, and hopefully putting in the performance that we know he's he's capable of. I mean, I know we all got incredibly excited about him when he got broke into the team. He's still only 21 years old. He's got a huge career ahead of him. So it's just about taking it slow with him. But I think this is a good opportunity to to give him give him a run out. Yeah, I'm with you on that as well. I would happily see Billy Gilmore in from the start and it's just a matter of who plays with him. Uh, and Scott McTominay's probably going to be another talking point of it because if we do go three to back, there's a chance he'll end up on the right side of it and that creates space for another midfielder um, to come in from the start. Otherwise, I think McTominay might well be the one that plays with Gilmore and then Lewis Ferguson or John McGinn in front, depending on how strongly Clark opts to play from the beginning. Um, we'll look at another couple of players that aren't involved. Ross Stewart is injured. Otherwise, I think he probably would have continued his call-up. Um, he's only had one cap, I think, hasn't he, Ross Stewart? He did come off the bench uh, in the yeah, summer against... Two, I mean, he has it two caps, is it? Two, two off the bench, yeah. Two off the bench. Um, and Ollie McBurney, who's on fire uh, down south. He's got nine league goals, I think, now for the season. And I think would have been in the squad, but I'm right in saying that he's got a little operation due during the World Cup break, so yeah, yeah he does. No call up from McBurney, which is maybe a bit typical, to be honest. I mean, I, I certainly am I'm not against the idea of McBurney being given another opportunity. I know you're not not either, are you? No, not at all, not at all. I mean, I think I think we always we always said when he when he left the squad that you know. He was, he's, he's, he's young enough and he's he's playing at, playing at a good level enough that if you could get his head straight and get his form together and score goals, then then obviously there's there's always going to be space, space in a Scotland team for a guy that's confident in scoring goals. So, yeah, I, I, I thought I had a sneaky suspicion he might be in the squad. Um, but obviously, like you said, got this little operation coming up, so he'll get that sorted. But mm-hmm. if, he, if he can continue his form coming out of the World Cup break and looking ahead to March, then there's, there's no, no, no reason why he wouldn't be in with a shout for for, for, for for involvement for sure. Well let's go through the from from back to front then. In fact we've not discussed the the back, back, back. So let's talk about the keepers. It has to be it has to be now that Kelly gets his first cap, surely. Yeah, I, I yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean even though I saw him I saw I saw quotes in the media today, Craig Gordon saying he wants to play until he's fifty. <laughs> and is targeting even even the next World Cup uh, for Scotland, but we have to accept he 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 simply can't go on forever as much as he would we would love him to. So yes, absolutely. Again, like we said, uh, there's there's not a great deal of risk in this game uh, in a friendly. So absolutely, Liam Kelly should be given the chance to start, give the chance to assert himself at least as the number two goalkeeper in this Scotland squad. So heaven forbid anything happens to Craig Gordon between now and March, we know exactly who's who's coming in and we can hopefully have confidence in him then. Robbie McCrory in the squad again. He's signed a new deal at Rangers. Not too sure what his long-term credentials are there. It's really quite hard to predict, but Clark seems, seems keen on him either way. 24 years old. Kelly's 26, he turns 27 in January, so there's only two years between them, so it looks like Clark's decided that those two are the ones that will be fighting for the jersey over the next wee while. Maybe McCrory will get a permanent move from Rangers, maybe he will eventually replace Alan McGregor and or McLaughlin, Um, but it looks like it's between those two, and surely in a friendly, 
um, before the series stuff starts next March. One of them, probably Kelly, will get the opportunity to to gain a cap and and try and show what they can do for the international team. Um, so would you play one of them from from the start, Gordon? Yeah. Let's say, let, let's say Liam Kelly. Would you start Liam Kelly? Absolutely, absolutely. Why not? Okay. Um, I will agree with you there. Now, before we go through our team, are we going to do this in a four at the back or a three at the back setup? I I think. I, I think I'd like to see us play four at the back again. I'm not sure that'll happen. Yeah, I think I think I think let's let, let's stick with four because that like we said, that's maintain consistency with what's just come. You know, it would be a change now to go back to a three. So I think I think let's let let's stay let's stay with four. Okay. Um Patterson, right back. Yep. Uh I think he'll probably will go with Robertson at left back then, won't he? Captain. Uh, in I, would, Liverpool. I would say so, yeah. Yeah, captain back in. Okay, so Robertson at left-back, so that's Tierney on the bench, Robertson at left-back, Patterson at right-back, and in the middle, I will go for Hendry and McKenna. Um, what would I you think play? you're probably right, yep. I think I think that's that's exactly what, what Clark would go with, and I think that's probably the best pairing as well. Okay, so Patterson, Hendry, McKenna, Robertson, right? Into midfield then, Hey, are we doing? Are we doing what we would pick rather than Clark? You can do whatever you want. You can do what? 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 What would you go with? Well, I, th- well, I think that McTominay would then play uh, from the start, but I think I'd rather see Gilmore and Ferguson with McGinn just in front. Oh, I like that. I I really like that. I really like that. But and I would agree with you. I I, I think I would love to see that. I think if I think if, I think if it's Clark, it wouldn't be Gilmore and Ferguson. It'd be one of them with McTominay and McGinn. Okay, so McTominay plus Gilmore or Ferguson with McGinn in front in the yep. midfield position. But Lewis Ferguson's played in in an attacking midfield position for Bologna as well. I'm just looking at his, his stats here. It kind of changes between CM and AM uh, over his time on the pitch. He barely plays the same position in consecutive games. It seems to swap quite a lot. Um, and he's scored three goals in his last five games for Bologna, who have won four of the last five, by the way. So yep. he was in good form. Um, so, yeah, maybe he might be the one that would play further forward. Then maybe it would be uh, McTominay and Gilmore, or McTominay, McLean, McTominay. Maybe McGinn maybe might drop back and play as one of those two. Uh, I don't know. Um, but anyway, mm. so we're going to say that it will be McTominay plus Gilmore or Ferguson, and then McGinn just in front. Uh, that would probably mean no space to start for Jacob Brown if he opts for this formation, because he's not really a winger, is he? Brown, he's a central striker or central supporting striker, but it would probably be then yeah. Fraser and Christie or maybe Armstrong in the wing as well. Yeah, probably, yeah. I think I, I, I can certainly I can certainly see, see Christie starting, Chris, Chris, Christie and Adams for sure, because, I mean, I think Clark absolutely seems to love Christie's endeavour and his pressing and his work rate up front. Um, Shea Adams obviously is is Shea Adams and is fantastic, as we know. Um, so then, yeah, it's then a question mark if it's if it's Fraser or Brown. Um, and, yeah, potentially, potentially Fraser from the start. Um, I don't know. I'm intrigued. But I'd, but I'd like to see Brown. Definitely want to see 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 plenty of minutes out of Brown. Yeah, agreed with you there. Right. Well, it's uh, it feels quite good to be to be honest approaching a 
Scotland friendly or Scotland, sorry, a Scotland game in a light-hearted experimental mood. Uh, I'm not really yeah. too fussed, to be honest, about the result. I want to see a bit of uh, experimentation uh, and I just want to see a, a good, encouraging performance. Um, I've kind of forgotten. I know we had the games against uh, Poland and, and Austria and we had the pre-Euro uh, friendlies as well, but I'm very much of the mindset here that the the process rather than the outcome is is most important against Turkey. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 look, I'll I'll, I'll tell you what. In, ter- in terms of that process, I think something else to look forward to in this this coming week is the is the Scotland under under twenty ones game. They've got a friendly against Iceland in Motherwell on the seventeenth, and you look through that squad, and there's some really exciting players in there, which certainly bodes very well for the next couple of years for Steve Clark's team. You know, you've got guys like Josh Doig who's getting game time over in Italy as well at, Ver- in, at Verona. You've got Liam Morrison, who's, I think, recently come back from a bad injury, but he's now playing over in Germany for Bayern Munich's second team. Um, Elliot Anderson, obviously, is at Newcastle, is in that first team and is coming off the bench, getting minutes, and seems to be very highly thought of in Newcastle United. Alex Lowry at Rangers. Connor Byrne. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, the, the main event, Ben Doak, who made his <laughs> debut for Liverpool last week, who, look, I, I don't want to hype him up too much but he gives me real Raheem Sterling vibes so let's just <laughs> leave it at that but it, look that that's exciting he's a 16 year old kid who's now played for Liverpool's first team and is in Scotland under 21s and looks like nothing phases him utterly fearless so yeah they've got, got, uh, they've got Tommy Conway in their squad as well me and Alan discussed him on our podcast last week he's got six or seven goals for Bristol City in the championship this season uh, forward so that's an exciting addition to the under-21s as well. This is him really starting to break out. He's only 20 years old, so we'll keep an eye on Tommy Conway and how he, get, how he gets on down south as well. So, yeah, look, we'll uh, review the Scotland game, as always, on the Hamden Roar. Uh, win, lose or draw, we'll have a chat about what was good, what was bad. But at the moment, it's just, uh, yeah, maybe not the, the, the most different squad that I think a lot of people were hoping to see, but maybe we'll still... Um, see a few fresh ideas um, up Steve Clark's sleeve against Turkey uh, midweek so we'll have a chat about what happens after it happens and Gordon thanks very much for, for coming back on Super Ben, super right, enjoy the game Sports Social Podcast Network <laughs>